0: direct from Melbourne Courtside and from our offices in New York City. It's the Australian Open edition of the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan.
1: So this is the Australian Open Preview Podcast. Uh, Ed McGrogan coming to you from New York. And Steve Tigner is down in Melbourne right now. Uh, Steve, hello. Hi,
0: hey, Ed, how are you? It's- hey, it's sun. It's summer here. I barged in on on summer, which is which feels pretty good actually. It's about yeah, 20 degrees.
1: It, yeah, it's summer there. It's the morning, I guess. There, it's kind of yeah. it's, it's night night here, morning there. It's uh,
0: yeah, I skipped the day somewhere. So it's Saturday morning here.
1: Yeah, you love that day in the ether, and um, yeah, it's 16 hour difference from what I the the way I always remember it from watching the old tele telecast was. 7 p.m. That's when the telecast usually starts, means 11 a.m. the next day over there. So, um, uh, that's that's your little that's cheat sheet. That's how you remember it, right? Yeah, yeah it's right. yeah, that's that's t- open t- cheat sheet. All right, yeah, exactly. Um, what's going on down there right now? Like qualifying, you said, is is yeah, wrapping it was, up, or
0: what's it's what's been, the- it's been raining, it was raining for about five straight days, so they got behind in qualifying, so they've got a ton of qualifying over the next two days. They, um, supposed to have it all done today, but they're still playing even second round qualifying right now. I was walking out from, from the hotel to downtown, and you can see Melbourne Park. It's, it's right in the middle of downtown. You can see every court was about it must have been 9, 9.30 uh, at night, and every court was still being used with qualifying matches. So they're really jamming them up. They're even talking about going into Monday or Tuesday.
1: Really? Is it, is, it, is it raining down there? Or it's not was raining it? today,
0: and it's not supposed to rain tomorrow, so they're hoping to just, you know, they definitely have people playing two matches a day for the next two days. Yesterday, they still—they were still playing some first-round qualifying just because of the rain. They don't want to go indoors. Craig Tiley, the tournament director, just is just sort of saying it's not an indoor tournament, so we don't want to take these matches indoors You know, he's even willing to go into monday or tuesday which i've never really heard of before
1: no i no, i haven't either for um and actually i mean there's i guess there is a fair amount of australian matches haven't played indoors for one reason or another for rain or heat purposes but um but that's that would, it yeah he,
0: he he doesn't right now he doesn't want to do that we'll see we'll see what yeah, happens it starts yeah. To rain. today it's nice
1: yeah exactly so when you got down there i think the draws were just about uh or when you were in transit or whatever the draws were just about uh completed i think um and uh you took a look at them you have the previews up right now on the site Um, both the men's and women's are up um is there anything that when you were going over um your your predictions kind of Let's, I guess we could start with the men that kind of caught your eye a little or is it kind of uh you know, just kinda of look for the look for the name the biggest names and kind of really just see where they could stumble. Like anything just kinda of catch your eye?
0: The thing that caught my eye first is that Nadal has a pretty I wouldn't say easy draw. You would never say draw is easy, but but um but it's not loaded with it doesn't have a lot of dangerous players. It doesn't seem like to me, which is good for him. He's been sick and doesn't seem to have a, the same kind of momentum that that Federer does coming into this tournament, but he's got the only two the only two names I saw on his side that that seemed like like you know people to watch out for for him were Isner and now Bandy and now Bandy's beaten him a few times and Isner is is just you know that guy that nobody wants to play uh, kind of player. The second seed in that side is David Ferrer, who I just don't think is going to beat Nadal. And, you know he did beat him at a Slam once, but I just don't see it happening again. So that looks. That looks like a favorable situation for Nadal. That was the first thing
1: that stuck out to me. Yeah, I thought he kind of lucked out too. I mean, even when you you mentioned the seeds that fell in there, Ferrer, the next high seeds, like Mikhail Youzhny, who
0: Chilich he, is close to him too.
1: Yeah, Chilich is nearby. We still really don't know kind of where where he is, and even even potentially dangerous guys like I think you mentioned like and he could be gone in the first round playing Hewitt in Australia. So. Um, he you,
0: and he also wouldn't get to Nadal until the quarter, so
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a little ways away. Way.
0: No, no guarantee of doing that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um yes, but overall I, I definitely agree with, with Nadal kind of getting a, a a good sort of fortunate draw and then and then and then after that when I started when I look from page one to page two, that's when I sort of saw like the gridlock of all the really big potential seeds there's like in the second quarter there's like mm-hmm. Soderling, Sanga, you know Andy Murray and then even a lot of good like sleeper guys like Del Potro, Gulbis is there um, Marcos Bagdatis, former finalist. It's, that that one it seems like whoever would end up getting out of that into the semifinal is like that's like a tournament win on its own just with the kind of players that, that fell into that part of the draw.
0: Yeah Murray and Soderling. I mean Nadal could have last year Murray dropped to 5 and the dog got him in the quarters and he lost to him so that could have happened again but then and then for you know for Soderling and Murray it's really nothing really happened Soderling moved to 4 and Murray dropped to 5 but they play each other anyway so it's so
1: the yeah it's like no, it's like nothing really changed places
0: so that has yeah. no doesn't have really any significance those two guys you would think they would make it on their form make it to the quarters and and then we'll see with with them it seems like a Really, like a toss-up to me. Murray Murray beat him pretty easily in London, but now Sottilin is the guy with the momentum. So, I in the prediction I made, I picked Murray just because A this court is good for him, it sort of allows him to play defense. It's a little slower, and B I think he maybe he's a little better when the, when he's just expectations are just lowered a, a little, which they seem to have been in the last few weeks for him. He,
1: yeah he's he has been kind of I think just sort of forgotten in a way with not just because not just because Soderling moved ahead for whatever it's worth in the rankings but there's Federer and Dahl, of course but even Djokovic has gotten a lot of recent mm-hmm. publicity because of Davis Cup and everything and um, Murray's kind of I mean but I think you're right it's never it's never a good idea I guess it's never a good idea to to tout Murray or to sleep on him because you'll see results like what he did and. Shanghai, and you know, even though he still hasn't done it on a, on the grandest stage yet, um, he always does. He's he's good for a late second week pretty much at every slam we've seen of him, so um. it's a
0: funny um situation how, this, how these things work from week to week, like right now going into this term. You know, Nadal's won the last three grand slams, but right now Federer is the guy people are talking about, and you don't even, at least in my mind, hear that much about. You do hear about Nadal's Rafa slam, but really it's like. Now Federer is is has suddenly become the favorite, and, and, which is almost good for Nadal. It takes a little of that expectation away, and the same is true for Murray. Suddenly, in the last couple of weeks, you know, Djokovic and Sotolain are the guys who have passed him by in expectation. So, just yeah. was, these things work you know change so quickly from one week to the next.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. It's volatile, but I guess that's what happens when you play a sport that changed that has tournaments every week and not yeah. just one, but like multiple events. So it's, yeah. uh, that's how it goes. Um, the rest of the, the men's draw, um, the third, the third quarter, um, I, I guess I, I, feel like, I feel like Djokovic did pretty well here for himself too. Um, I think yeah, the, I definitely yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think
0: seems like the guy there.
1: Yeah. I think the most of the dangerous guys kind of ended up on the top of that. Um, you know, I, I I'm sure, S- someone of the Burdich, Davidenko, Verdasco, maybe even Gasquet will will end up doing well, but it seems like they would, you know, just kind of take themselves out along the way. And I think um, Djokovic, he, you know, I think from the past few slams, we we tend to see him as a. As a guy who really has, who really has a lot of slow starts, and you kind of almost expect it, but he does, he does usually fight his way through. Uh, I think at the U.S. Open last year, he he almost lost to Troitsky, I believe, pretty early on, and uh, but he kind of just works his way in, and, and sort of whether you think he deserves it or not, or whether you really expect him to be, he just kind of ends up at the end there, and then once you get to the end, you can see what, you know, obviously how good of a player he is, and he can beat anyone Anyone there. So.
0: It must be a funny situation for him, because he, he has an easy, not easy, like I said, it's not really easy, but, but there's nobody in that quarter that I can like, point to and say that guy could, could beat, you know, you would logically say it could beat Djokovic, but at the same time, he's in Federer's half. Well, yeah. And he's played, and he's played so that must, it must be a weird... Sort of disappointment in that that he's played Federer so many times recently and lost so many times, um, and also Federer is just right now seems to be playing about as well as he's played in three or four years. So Djokovic must be a little, you know, pleased, you know, overall, but disappointed looking far down the road.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly it. I, I would be pretty surprised if Federer doesn't doesn't get that far with him. Um, I mean, there's. I, I don't really have any confidence in a player like Monfils or even Roddick at this point to go and to go and and beat Federer in a Grand Slam quarterfinal. It, it's it's like if Federer, in my opinion, were, were to lose before the semis, I feel like it it would be to someone who is a little more of a you know the guys he's lost to. There's not many, but they're just super aggressive players, and I mean you could. It's kind of tough to make a case for any of them, even even Roddick, who is he as, as aggressive as he played in the in the Wimbledon final was just kind of unlucky to win that. But I, I think this is a pretty it's a pretty good spot for Federer in as well. Um, I guess if he I guess the the potential Sam Quarry match could be interesting, but I don't you know nothing that would suggest to me that it's not going to be Federer and um, at the end there from that quarter.
0: Yeah, the only guy I'm I'm talking about on Roddick to beat him in the quarters of the Australian Open. Um, Monfils, maybe if he just feels like he has nothing to lose, he's got the game. He's got, you know, he's got the game to, to even, to beat Federer, you know, if he's just feeling, if he's just feeling like he can and, and isn't worried about it. But, but, um, but no, why would you, why would you really like put your money, would never put your money on Monfils over Federer? In no, 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 no,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we so I think you know. I think from what we see there, it's you know, it could be a could be a chalk type performance, but um, mm-hmm. we'll see. There, it's, it's very it's very early, of course. It so. does
0: have that that feel. You never know about these things, but the good players are the good players, the best players are playing well. Yeah. So just yeah. so you, you you would think it's going to go to form.
1: Yeah. You want to hit up the women's draw for a little bit? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's,
0: sure. Yeah, totally let's, different situation, huh? It,
1: it is. I, I was thinking for. You know, not just because of the landscape of, of, you know, that the WTA, the women's doesn't have Serena, and it's still kind of a little muddled at the top, whether you really think that Wozniak is the number one player, Kleister is kind of where the rankings fall, but it's, it's also, I noticed, just because the top seed the top men's seeds, I think, really ease into that, and that's not the case at all with uh, with many of the women's seeds. Um, I mean, these are for for Wozniacki who gets Dolko to start um
0: twice. she has a tough quarter she has a, she probably has the toughest quarter Dolco Wickmeyer, um, Justine who's the yep. and then Skivone is the second seed she's not as, not quite as dangerous but that's that's tough that's I I think Wozniak will win I think she'll beat Dolko and, and go into at least the quarters but this is I know you can already you know hear the
1: yeah it's see hear the, the
0: downfall of yes, yeah. see the
1: headlines right yeah um, yeah I mean and, and there's a there, there's a lot of questions and I think sort of for sort of for good reason I mean it's just um, and then the, yeah, she didn't play well the,
0: the, in Sydney she's got this new racket which I don't think it's going to be easy to
1: yeah to change over to so
0: so we'll see but I I still don't think she's going to have. I still think she's mental. I like her mental, um, yeah, that aspect of her.
1: Yeah. I think I was just so surprised at the way she went down at the U.S. Open. That seemed, um, that's, the U.S. Open, the, the, I thought the script for sure was Federer and Doll the whole way. That seemed like it was sort of all coming together for that. And then it seemed also at the same time like a bit of a coronation time for for Wozniacki and just and it just didn't it just didn't happen and I'm sort of surprised that and I think that's that's a good enough reason to kind of to keep the questions uh you know about whether she can let alone win this tournament, kind of get out of this tricky part of the draw here so you never know we'll see
0: well we've seen that on the women's side it's the biggest hitters who win who win these these big tournament big tournaments not the not the consistent grinders. They win the other tournaments. You know, it's the Serenas and Kleisters and Hennens who win. People who can put the ball by you. And Wozniak, he's not that player.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. One of those is on the other is in her half, but on the other quarter, uh, a couple of them actually. I mean, Venus and Venus Williams in particular. I really kind of think she has a nice opportunity here. I think she's got a, a pretty good a pretty good vocation um, here, um, and I don't think that. The other person talking about Sharapova, I, I really just don't see, um, you know, I don't see her as a as a threat to Venus, and I don't know if she'll even make it there. Really, I just I'm kind of just as much questions about her. And then the other big hitter in this quarter is Azarenka, who um, it's kind of a kind of a player who we haven't talked about a lot lately, but. Um, seems like it seems like the right time I guess to talk about her because she's the one who we're still kind of waiting for that jump that that showing from her on, on a major stage and um, you know but she's
0: also the one she you know she's the last two years she's she's come out well to Australia but she's lost to Serena both times and she took a set both times last year she really should have won it was, probably, it was probably some of the best tennis for her career um, and she's a fast starter during the year I feel like she's a person who who is almost her intensity. Wears her down over the course of the year. So, like Wickmeyer, those two, generally, you know, last year and the past couple of years have started out well. So, this is the time for them, this is the time to look at them. So, I, I picked as a rank into the semis. I mean, Venus Venus is just time, you know, many times you, you look at her draw and think that she's gonna, she's gonna, um, this is a chance for her to, to win another semis, and she just loses to somebody you'd never expected.
1: Right, Carlos Torres Navarro, or someone like that. It, it does seem a lot of times yeah, down here as
0: well.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's definitely something we've seen before, um, you know, on, on when it comes to her matches. Um, looking a little past that, uh, the other quarters of the draw, um, like we said before, Kleister's immediately gets a um, pretty. Pretty interesting match against Safina, though. I, I mean, I think that's more just I think that's more just the name, the name sticking out than the game. Uh, Kleister's. I don't know if you saw she when I when I woke woke up and checked the scores today. She blew a five zero lead in her right, first set match. Are oh, you watching?
0: How did I watched it last night? Yeah, it was on um, it was on channel, channel seven down here. One thing you realize is that tennis is much at least during the Australian Open, much more mainstream sport here. It's on it's on TV. It's on. Some on television in the airports. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, a, a, people watch. It's, the Australian Open is a big, it's a big deal around the country here. But that, that match was on. She just came out as typical clister. She, I feel like watching her last night, she realized she some part of her knows that she's athletically or, or just talent-wise, she's better than virtually anyone she plays. But so she goes up 5-1, and then she has a couple a little hiccups, a couple mistakes. Lee Lima starts to play a little better. Claire just immediately gets completely flustered and frustrated, and, and starts to starts to rush, and she can't slow this you know this negative momentum down. And she's lost. She you know she's she's blown to five five one lead. She's down two two zip in the second, and she's, you know, she's you know, coming as close as she comes to throwing a racket. So she's, yeah, that just shows me. I mean, she's the person you might bet on to win this tournament. But you just it's tough to do that. You feel like she could. She could lose to virtually anyone as well, not because that player plays well, but just because Kim has this ability to, to, to sort of rush herself off the court, either positively or negatively.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, the, the The other person I'm thinking of when you mention that is, I, I mean, I'm talking about, about Zvonareva here. But the more I think about it, I mean, the player, the players that that Zvonareva, who is the number two seed on on the other on the final quarter, um, you know, Zvonareva she's she's lost to the players that she's probably supposed to have lost to I guess and you know in the in the majors of course Serena you're not gonna you're not gonna pick Svanreev against her and then Kleister's at the U.S. Open um and she I'm actually I'm looking at her at her side of things and I, I think she did pretty well for herself uh you know on her draw as well and She's a player who, who also, you know, I'm thinking back to her match results. She gets a lot of matches in, usually takes care of business pretty handily with the players that she's supposed to. It's just going to be that, um, you know, I think when she draws the the name of a, of a more established Grand Slam winning player, you're just going to always kind of bring up her chances. You know, can she really do that? And she hasn't done it the past two, but yeah, um, funny this funny. might be a good chance for her. You never know.
0: She. Um she always looks really good against a lower ranked player, but then when she goes up against a top ranked player, you realize that she doesn't have that same explosiveness as somebody. She can beat somebody like Kleisters, but it's not because she can out hit her. Suddenly, when she plays one of those elite players, you see that Zahnariba doesn't quite have that, that natural power that you might think she has watching her against lower ranked players. But she's been to the semis of this tournament before. She's obviously been to two Grand Slam finals last year. But I don't. I don't like her winning this tournament on, on the other side of this draw. You've got two players to look forward to me. Stoser, obviously who's a fifth seed. She, she's talking like she's ready to win this tournament, but she hasn't played well um, so far this year. And the pressure, I feel like the pressure will get to her, but the player I like from this section is Kvitova, the Czech player who's the 25th seed, but she just won a tournament. And she does have that. She does have that kind of, of athleticism and power that, that can beat, a, you know, a, a top 5 player. So I think she's somebody to look. She's sort of a possible surprise. Yeah, lefty
1: serve always helps too. That's it's mm-hmm. not going to hurt no matter what surface it is. She was uh Wimbledon semifinal. At, uh, yeah, it's so last year Wimbledon we semifinal. So um and then just recap, what were your um what was your pick to win the women's? I know you picked Federer over Nadal in the in the, I men's, Nadal and the men's and I
0: picked Kleister's over Azarenka though I just put at the end that that's you know basically another question mark the Kleisters is it's up to her what yeah what happens and mm-hmm. you know, i i wouldn't say that I, I would say that it's definitely possible she can she can lose to, to to a lot of different players she lost badly really surprising loss last year to petrova here
1: yeah all right uh we'll 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 have a lot from steve up on the site it uh plenty of reports from uh, matches going on throughout the day throughout the evening wherever you're kind of watching from What uh, what's the plans for the rest of today out there
0: today I'm going to watch Dimitrov Grigor Dimitrov a good young player is playing a qualifying match at 10 this morning in about an hour I'm going to try to watch some of that and there's a, a Canadian kid around, which, um, also a good young player he's playing a match Donald Young from just from an American interest standpoint I'm going to try to check out so now there's a there's a ton of matches today, so I'm going to watch some of that. There's a bunch of um, press conferences with top players as well, so it's actually a pretty busy Saturday.
1: Yeah, sounds like it. Well, good to hear you got down there all safe and sound, and uh, yeah, we'll, see, sure. we'll, we'll, see, <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see on all the all the reports on the site. So um, check back in for uh, Steve Tigner in Melbourne and Ed McGrogan in New York. Thanks for listening to the Tennis podcast.
0: You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.